due to some inappropriate language in this episode, listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to the second of two shows on It Was a Thing on TV. Once again, I am Joffrey Chancery III, and to celebrate Thor, Love and Thunder, we look at a time before we had Chris Hemsworth and Mark Ruffalo, and instead had Bill Bixby and, well, some guy playing Thor, who let's just say was not the guy who plays Kingpin on Daredevil, or that guy from Adventures in Babysitting. Hey, do you remember actress Elizabeth Shue? From Adventures in Babysitting. I hear she's quite a barista. She can mix almost anything with milk. At least that's what my friend Homelander told me. But before Taika Waititi... (laughs) Excuse me, fans. Taika Waititi gave us the excellent Thor Ragnarok, which had the God of Thunder with his fellow Avenger, the Hawk. We got this 1988 made-for-television movie. And, well, this is very, very awful. In this movie, we see the epic return of Dr. David Banner, as played by Bill Bixby, as he attempts to cure his curse of the Hulk once and for all. Meanwhile, Dr. Banner meets a former student of his by the name of Dianold Blake, who reveals to the good doctor that he encountered a hammer while in Norway. And, well, just get it over with, Susan. That's right. So now, let's go to Mike, Chico, and Craig as they talk about the return of the incredible Hulk. My God, do you hear that sound? The flash of lightning! (gasps) My Lord, Thor, I kneel in your presence. Please, share with us some of your wise words. Kneel, human. And listen to my prophecy. Hey everyone, this is Thor. Make sure you see my new film, Thor, Love and Thunder, in cinemas Friday, July 8th. You can't actually see me, but I'm doing a thumbs up. And now I'm winking. Go see my film. Also, be sure to purchase Point Break, wherever video cassettes are sold. Oh, that's another thumbs up. That's what I'm doing. All right, back to Asgard. Hey, Chico, can you believe that the God of Thunder Thor appeared on our podcast? Can you believe that? Oh, well, he left his hammer here. I'm going to go use it to uh, hammer a nail into a wall or something. Okay, well, (laughs) you do that. Okay. All right, so what are we do- Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. We're doing uh, this. Okay, here we go. Episode 285, submission 2229. The Return of the Incredible Hulk, or alternate title, The Incredible Hulk Returns. The Return of the Incredible Hulk aired on NBC 
the night of May 22nd, 1988. Dr. David Banner is dead, and he must let the world know that he is dead until he can find a way to control the raging spirit deep within. Let's be honest, Family Guy did it way better. Oh, yeah, definitely. Stewie Griffin, scientist, inventor, infant, searching for a way to tap into the hidden strengths that all humans have. Then an accidental overdose of gamma radiation alters his body chemistry. And now, whenever Stewie Griffin grows angry or outraged, a startling metamorphosis occurs. Ow, I hurt myself changing this tire! creature is driven by rage and pursued by an investigative reporter. Mr. Tucker, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. The creature is wanted for a murder he didn't commit. Stewie Griffin is believed to be dead, and he must let the world think that he is dead. Until he can find a way to control the raging spirit that dwells within him. Classic. So, unless you've been living under a rock for the last 20 years, you pretty much know the story of the Incredible Hulk. Uh, Okay, the general accepted story of the Incredible Hulk. While performing some experiments involving gamma radiation, Dr. Bruce Banner, or David Banner, as the case may be, was subjected to a normally lethal overdose of gamma radiation, but he survives. Turns into a mutant. He calls it the creature. Everybody else calls him the Hulk. Why does everybody call it the Hulk? No idea. But the fact of the matter remains that every time Banner is either annoyed, angered, agitated, or just stressed the hell out, whether through his own will or not, he undergoes an incredible see what I did there, transformation. He turns into a completely different man. It's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. In superhero form. In this continuation of the 78-82 series that aired on CBS and for a brief time on WWOR Channel 9, back when it was, you know, airing across the country, he is still being pursued by a reporter, still hell-bent on getting the scoop around the creature. You'd think after four years, he would just let the whole thing go. But no! And as we pick up this story, it is now 1988. He's living on the coast with a new lady friend, I must say. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And for two years, he has not turned in to the Hulk. Or, you know what, I'm just going to shorten this because I'm going to say this a lot over the next hour or so. He is not hulked out for two years. And then he finally comes into contact as he takes a job, of course, under disguise for some reason. 
because that's what he does. He takes a disguise everywhere he goes. Because he must let the world know that he is dead. Correct. And he believes that he might have a cure, which is something he's been looking for for the duration of the three-season original series, which, by the way, had little to nothing to do with the comic books. It was just sort of the fugitive meets the Incredible Hulk. Right? Yeah, and it worked. It did work. But five years after the TV show was canceled, work began on bringing Bill Bixby, a.k.a. Dr. Bruce David Banner or David Bruce Banner. I think his full name in this show is David Bruce Banner because I think it's David Banner because they didn't want him to be called Bruce Banner because... I think the reason is because they thought Bruce Banner was a too feminine name in 1978 or whenever the show aired originally, which, okay. Huh? Whatevs. And, of course, the Hulk, as portrayed by the incredibly, surprisingly intelligent Lou Ferrigno. And, of course, they also brought back uh, Jack Colvin as... Jack McGee, the reporter who is bent on pursuing the Hulk for the story of the century. So how does this all play out? Well, Dr. Banner runs into a guy who happens to hold a Viking hammer who can summon Mighty Thor. And because of this, he has to stop the experiment that may, I must preface this, may finally put the Hulk away for good. And let's just say it all leads up to a conspiracy that involves the higher-ups of the company that Banner works for under the guise of David Banyan. Great disguise there. Oh, what a great name, David Banyan. That's not going to raise suspicions. Oh, no. And ultimately, it's up to the Incredible Hulk and the Mighty Thor to put away some really bad dudes before the opposite of hilarity ensues. What oh. is the opposite of hilarity? Mike, do you have an idea of what the opposite Despair? of hilarity Despair? Despair ensues. Yeah, that's, that works. That's, Despair. That goes with That goes. Despair. Before despair. I, 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 I haven't said anything this episode. I can't answer the question. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. What is the opposite of hilarity? Tragedy ensues? Tragedy ensues. There you go. We're going to go with that. Tragedy ensues. Ironically, tragedy ensues describes the entirety of the Hudson Brothers Razzle Dazzle show episode. Oh, Jesus. Just rub it in. So Guardians won the Lindor trade. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, God. If my team hadn't won crap in 70 years, I would lie to myself every day. But I don't. I don't have a dog in this fight. I'm a Yankees fan. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Be with the trendy team. Ooh. Hey, Chico likes the sexy pick. Anyway. Oh, I was so happy. Hold on a Did we mention but, that the oh, Yankees t- t- have just surpassed the Dodgers as the favorite to win the World Series? 
Can I just say how happy I was to see the Astros no hit the Yankees? Because I bet that made Brian Cashman cry. Oh, oh, I'm Brian Cashman. Oh, the Astros, they stole our title in 2017, even though we weren't the better team than them. Oh, oh, I'm Brian Cashman. Oh, I haven't won anything in 12 years. Oh, shut up. Why do you sound like Homer Simpson anytime he like makes fun of something? Ooh, I'm the I'm upset that we got no hit. Woo! You sound like Homer No, Simpson. I'm just imitating Brian Cashman being a whiny bitch. I get that. I'm just saying, why does it sound like like you're Homer Simpson? I'm sorry. I I don't know. I don't know. For my money, Greg does it a really good Homer Simpson. For my money. Personally, guys, I think that Greg's Brian Cashman impression sounds a lot like Paul Bearer, but that is just me. Anyway, so we already know that Bill Bixby, Lou Ferrigno, and Jack Coleman, they reprise their role from the original series. Joining them in this series as the head of the Lambert Institute, Joshua Lambert, is John Gabriel. And John Gabriel, what has John Gabriel been in? Well, he's been in... He's been in a lot of things, but he spent a great deal of the 70s and 80s playing roles on Ryan's Hope and yeah, Dr. Seneca Bolak on Ryan's Hope. And as soon as that was canceled, he uh, moved to Generations for 12 episodes. Remember Generations, the, uh, the soap opera that tried to, you know, it tried to be current. No, I, I don't remember it. No, I remember it, yeah. I don't remember this at all. This would have been late 80s. I think it was the show that replaced uh, Wordplay. Okay. Yep. Well, it didn't last that long, I guess. Not even close. Well, it was like, I want to say two years, at least two, maybe three uh, years. Really? That long? Okay. Yep. So aside from that, he was also a celebrity contestant during the 70s and 80s on the pyramid shows he was on the he was on six episodes of Ten Thousand and five episodes of the Twenty Five Thousand. okay was that the bill cullen version or the dick clark version it was 1981 so probably the bill cullen version 1981 would have been the fifty thousand dollar pyramid uh well might have been early 1981 the only pyramid that aired in uh, 1981 was the $50,000 pyramid. And we but, covered it, so. So there you go. So that's John Gabriel as Joshua Lambert. He is the head of the Lambert Institute. And playing his little brother, Zach Lambert, is Jay Baker. Jay Baker, he actually produced Game Master which I believe is... What is Game Master? I want to know what Game Master is. What the hell is Game, Game Master? is... Here it is. Uh, gaming's newest blood sport featuring America's most competitive amateur gamers facing off in a digital decathlon to crown gaming's ultimate champion, the world's first Game Master. To the victor goes the spoils, a $250,000 prize package, and the ultimate achievement unlocked. Life as a full-time gamer and streamer. Wait, is this this is an underground fight club for streaming gamers? 
Uh, I have no idea what it is. All he knows that Will Wheaton hosts. <laughs> oh, that. And... Wait, 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 hold on a second. Who'd you say hosted this? Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Don't you mean Will Wheaton? No, that's what He said it the second time. Yeah, he said it the second time. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton, yes. Will Wheaton. That's what I said. Will Wheaton. Yeah. Will Wheaton. Say Will. Will. Say Wheat. Wheat. Say Ton. Ton. Now say Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Anyway, Game Master drops in this month, according to IMDb. So, yeah, that's the thing that's happening. But besides that, he was a that guy from that thing. In six episodes of The Best Times from 1985, he was also in episodes of Previous Entry, O'Hara, and Never Cover, Silk Stalkings. Boing! What the hell is that? That's eugenics. Oh, hold on, Mike. Who'd you say was in a recent episode of Silk Stockings you watched? <laughs> this is from, um, I believe it was late 1998. Probable Hall of Famer in probably the next two to three years, David Doughton. Oh, yeah. Uh... Was he, uh, was he, uh, was he what? I can't wait to hear the end of this. I want to hear. You know, Mike. You can take a good guess. Was he on the new Genix yeah. at one point in this episode? Oh. Oh, okay, okay. I, I thought you were going to say that. I was, I was taking it a different route. I, I thought you were going to say, was he like the the man whore for the episode? No, I was going to say, was he on the new Genix at one point during this episode? In other words, was he in bed? No, he was not. Oh, to shame. <laughs> you really want to see like a 50-year-old no! David Naughton? No, I didn't know. Oh, God. I just wanted it for comedy. Oh, there you go. He wanted it for comedy. For comedy. He wanted to see a naked 50-year-old man for comedy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and uh I guess you could call him uh, Banner's uh, supervisor at the Institute. Mike Fouche is played by Charles Napier, who we covered in a previous entry. Remember, he was the voice of Duke Phillips in The Critic. Vote for Duke. Vote for Duke. Vote for Duke. He was also in Jumanji, the TV series, the animated series. And Men in Black, also the animated series. Did a lot of voices, that guy. And then we have Dr. Maggie Shaw, his partner in research, and other things. Yeah. You can't uh, see it, but we're nodding our heads. Uh, I'm giving I'm giving my Ron Glass face. Uh, she was played by Lee Purcell, who played uh, Louise Saint Laurent on six episodes of Due South, the uh, Canadian slash American uh, police procedural, obviously, and five episodes of Murder She Wrote, and another five episodes of Persons Unknown, whatever that is. You got me. 
Like, I have no idea what that is. No. And who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Okay. And then on the other end of the justice spectrum, we have mob boss Jack LeBeau, played by Tim Thomerson. Which means for the first time we could talk about Tim Thomerson. Because as we know, he was on a week of The Match Game, Hollywood Squares, Hour. But also, he played Bob B.B. Bopperson in the True Tales from the Old West segments on The Late Show with David Letterman. Where he would tell these quote-unquote stories about the Old West, which really weren't stories about the Old West at all. Nope. No. Not even close. Nope. Time once again for True Tales from the Old West with America's foremost Old West storyteller, Bob B.B. Bobberson. One night, I was the unlucky soul who drew the short straw and had to be the Nighthawk. You know, the one who has to stay up all night and guard the saddles. So Bill Twelvefingers, Hickson, and Emmett Dalton are getting some shut-eye. And there I am, chewing a stick. Next thing I know, it's noon, and I'm on the ground unconscious. Come to find that in the middle of the night, desperados come into the camp and raised hell. Two days later, we found them east of the Langhoffer's place, and they's all dead. That's a true story. I'm gay. This has been True Tales from the Old West with America's foremost Old West storyteller, Bob B.B. Bobberson. We'll be right back. But aside from that, he was in all 13 episodes of the original Fox series, Down and Out in Beverly Hills. Hey, one more thing to add. He was not in one episode. He was not in two episodes. He was in three episodes as three different characters on Silk Stockings. <laughs> and I bet you he wasn't the man whore of the week. <laughs> and, of course, every good mobster needs henchmen. They were played by a bunch of people with uh, very limited um, resumes. So not going to go too much into detail about them. But there are two missing factors in the cast that we're going to go over them right now. The first one is Donald Blake, an archaeology student, played by Steve Levitt, who was creature number one in Airplane 2, the sequel. But nowadays, well, actually, nowadays, I don't know what the heck he's doing, but he was in 13 episodes of Paper Chase from 84 to 86, and he was in another TV movie reunion, Get Smart Again. Yeah. And not to be confused with Get Smart from uh, 1995, the Fox version. Right. With uh, Andy Dick and Elaine Hendricks. But, playing the role of Mighty Thor, I will go over, as we uh, get into the film, how he comes to Earth, because no mention is ever made of Asgard. He's, he's just a Viking who likes to fight, flirt, and drink. Real party boy. Eric Allen Kramer. 
Nowadays, you could see him in reruns of Good Luck Charlie on the Disney Channel. But he's also in 20 episodes of Lodge 49 and one episode of Fuller House. And he was on an episode of season one of How I Met Your Mother. Oh, that's fantastic. So, yeah. <laughs> he started out as Thor and then he became a family man. How about that, huh? But together, Thor and Hulk try their best to put down the criminal element within the Lambert Institute. And I watched this film. I have to ask, and I asked myself a question, okay, what does the mob want with a gamma transponder? And then I turned around and answered my own question to sell it to the highest bidder, no matter who it is. So yeah, I pretty much answered my own question there. But Greg, I want you to prepare your speech for a moment. I want you to prepare your speech. Because Eric Allen Kramer, four years after this movie came out, played a biker on an episode of uh, Seinfeld. Oh, wow. So what episode of Seinfeld was he on? He was in the Keys episode of Seinfeld. Okay. If I let me get the capsule for that. Fed up with Kramer coming into his apartment anytime he feels like it. He returns his spare set of keys. He complies, but then he says he's moving to California. And then one's key swap leads to another. And Jerry forgets his keys. But before that, almost directly before that, he was another biker on an episode of Wings. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What did you say? He was on an episode of the TV series that made Tony Shalhoub's career that you love more than anything, Greg. Yes! That you adore more than anything. Yes! Then you can't live without yes i can't anything. i you know what chico i can't believe you know that i love wings so much how well, did you, you know bring it up every day i do <laughs> i don't think i've ever brought it up on this podcast ever mike back me up here he hasn't said about it once uh, i have not heard it one time uh, <laughs> maybe about 70 times but not one time you know what? I'm beginning to think that the Guardians lost the Lindor trade. <laughs> you can't see this, but Mike's giving me the finger now. <laughs> like I said, Chico, anything to make himself feel better. But yeah, aside from that, he was also in eight episodes of Bob with Bob Newhart. Bob. But yeah, nowadays he's doing the uh, Disney Channel circuit. He was in, he, he was actually in Bill of the Future and Wizards of Waverly Place and Side Hustle, which is on Nickelodeon, but the point is still valid. But aside from that, he was a regular on Good Luck Charlie. So, yeah, and that's the cast. So, uh, not much left to say except, 
grab your popcorn. You want to do this? Now, it should let you know that we are watching the DVD that was released from Image Entertainment. But if you cannot be bothered with physical media, the movie is available on your favorite platform of choice for the low, low price of $3. Or you could watch it for free on Tubi. We begin with a brief synopsis of the three-year CBS series in the form of a nightmare that um, David Banner is experiencing. Yeah. You would have thought that that sort of thing would have hulked him out, but no. Nope! He's cool. He's cool. Oh, look, there's a doggy. A dog. And there's a lady. A lady. Ooh. And Dr. Banner is surprisingly chill. Ooh. Hey, baby. I got coffee. Oh, Bruce has settled down. He's loving life now. He's in this fancy beach house with his girl. He is no longer about that Hulk life anymore. Oh, no. This is like an endgame where we had Bruce become like Professor Hulk. Yeah, he but settled that, down. But that was back in like that was after nineteen ninety one when the Professor Hulk was introduced, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, yeah. Professor Hulk had debuted in the Yeah, this was, yeah, you had to wait till you had to wait till three years after this film. It would have been hilarious if we had Lou Ferrigno as Professor Hulk. Hilarious, but not at all shocking. Because again, Lou Ferrigno surprisingly intelligent. That would if you if you watched Trauma Center, you kind of get a glimpse on that. Yeah. Okay. By the way, Trauma Center. That's one to cover later. One day. Okay. So David is explaining to uh, Maggie in as vague words as possible about his little um thing problem. His problem? His problem. Big, green, almost seven feet problem? Yeah. And from there we go to the Joshua Lambert Institute, where David works under the guise of... can't believe he thought of this. David Banyan. Because that's not going to raise suspicions at all. Speaking of raising suspicions... Oh, it's Here's this a guy. It's this guy. <laughs> it's this guy. And we have the Lambert brothers, Joshua and young Zach, explaining all about the new gamma transponder. This is going to be revolutionary. For what, though? Zach Lambert is trash. <laughs> And Zach Lambert is uh, hes giving the kind of look that screams both disappointment in himself and anger at the world for being disappointed in him. Because Zach Lambert is, and I'm using a Rick Wilson term, a fail son. He's not as accomplished as his big brother, Joshua Lambert. And meanwhile... Speaking of Joshua Lambert, he wants David Banyan 
front and center when the gamma transponder goes online. But David's like, you know what? I'm good. Just keep me in the background. I'm just this tech. I'm just this guy. I don't want any more attention than what is given to me. And surprisingly, everybody's chill about this. This movie begins with everybody surprisingly chill about everything. You notice that? Yes. You know, under the right lighting, Bill Bixby kind of looks like Patrick Duffy. Yeah, I did. Yeah. But there it is. The Gamma Transponder in all its glory. Looks like the Gamma Transponder from 1978, except larger? Well, it's the 80s. Everything's larger now. Everything's bigger in the 80s. They're like, yeah, we made a big-ass gamma ray thing. Yeah, we did it. That night, David is alone recording what could very well be his last will and testament. Who knows? But he's basically saying, if anything happens to me, this tape should go to among other people, Maggie Shaw. Oh, speaking of which, guess who's on the phone? Oh, it's Maggie. Maggie. She wants to, uh, she wants to see David Banner's gamma transponder. Let's just say that. Yeah. Meanwhile, this guy's sneaking in past security. What kind of guy carries a grappling hook? I know, right? A grappling hook? I don't know. A height voltage transformer, Dr. Banner? Remember what happened the last time you fired up one of those babies? Uh, Oh, yeah. That didn't end well. No. People died. People died. Oh, and this dude's sneaking in. This guy with the uh, haircut. With the bad haircut. With the uh, Anthony Michael Hall haircut. Oh, yeah, it definitely is an Anthony Michael Hall haircut. <laughs> Mike's like, yup, it's definitely an Anthony Michael Hall haircut. Okay. If this works, <sighs> no more. God, I hope this works. Please let this work. Oh, commercial break, but we're back and on. And then at four seconds, he was four seconds away from potentially saying goodbye to the Hulk forever. Then this guy shows up and shuts down the machine. Why? Why, guy? Why did you do Why that? Did you do? Turns out he recognizes Dr. Banner. What? He's, yeah, he was a genius in residence when he was lecturing, and he was in one of his lectures. Oh! So maybe he can, I don't know, solve a riddle for me now. Meanwhile, Banner's like, the fuck you trying to do, man? I'm trying to say goodbye to Mike. Dude! So we find out the man's name is Donald Blake. And that's important because Donald Blake is the 
I guess what would you say he is, Chico? He's the uh alter ego of Thor. He's, um, I guess he puts it, you know, Donald Blake puts it in terms like you've ever heard of channeling? Yeah. Well, on one trip, he went into a cave in Scandinavia where normal people go, obviously. Yeah. And something happens where he could read Viking runes telling him not to venture any further. Of course, he ventures further. Oh, he didn't listen. Why would you do that, Donald? Why would you do this? Okay, we got a lot of stock footage from some people hiking. B-roll, B-roll, B-roll. Stock footage. More More, B-roll. More stock footage. And there's Donald Blake. Bearded as the day is long. Climbing. Climbing, climbing. More B-roll. Oh, look, he's got a beard. And then here's his cave. And there's a bunch of Viking runes that says venture no further. He ventures further. And what does he see? A tomb. A tomb. A tomb. A tomb. And of course, what is he going to do to the tomb? Is he going to leave it alone? Is he just going to let it be? Oh, I'm sure he's going to. What? He's he's disturbing the tomb. Why? Why are you doing this? Uh, did you did you clear this with Dr. Henry Jones? You know this is not going to end well. No, this is not going to end well. Mike, this is a horrible idea, right? Why would he want to do this? I wish I could tell you it's a horrible idea, though. It is! It's like, Mike, you're a teacher. If you saw a tomb in the middle of nowhere with a skeleton inside of it, what do you do? I think the one thing I definitely wouldn't do is disturb it because, you know, there could be curses involved and yeah, I, I definitely would not open the tomb. Yeah, guess what this fool does? Yeah, there's a Viking skeleton head inside this tomb. Yep. And there's also a hammer. A hammer. Oh. Oh, he lifted the hammer. I bet that was very simple to lift that hammer. Yeah, again, this is not... I, I don't think this is the generally accepted origin story oh, of yeah. Thor. Yeah. And of course, in the MCU, they just don't even mention Donald Blake. Like, I think Donald Blake is like the ex-boyfriend of Jane Foster that they conveniently use to, like, fervor the plot to have Thor escape from S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. But of course, if this were the, you know, generally accepted origin story, the hammer would say, whosoever holds this hammer, if he be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. And then, oh, (laughs) crappy 80s TV special effects. Better than the 70s version, though. That's true. So, yeah, he has a hammer now. And the hammer has some sort of power. What sort of power? Well, after uh, Dr. Banner decides to basically convince him that he's crazy, he produces the hammer. 
and the hammer ends up producing a Norse god. Oh? Yes. That's the hammer. And apparently, uh, oh yeah, it's alive. And all he has to do is concentrate on the hammer and yell Odin's name to summon Thor, who, in this version of reality, has been banished to Earth for the crimes of pride? Let's go with pride. Okay. Hold on a second. You don't look like Vincent D'Onofrio to me. You don't look like Chris Hemsworth to me. And meanwhile, uh, David Banner is looking in absolute astonishment. He's like, it is, it's, it's, uh, what is that? And of course, the first thing Thor wants is a drink. He thinks that's a fridge. It is not a fridge. Oh, why would you think that's a fridge, Thor? What would make you think that's a fridge? Why? It's in the wall, and it has a dark door. Even, like, a moron can tell that that is not a fridge. But in any case, seeing uh, Thor rip the door off the wall and almost destroy a whole bunch of servers, that's enough to send anybody in a tizzy, but David Banner remains calm, he remains cool, he's not gonna get angry, he's gonna stay chill, everybody's gonna, everybody's just gonna be like, okay, I'm not gonna get angry, but why on earth did you do that? And Thor's like, why on earth? Forget that. I want a drink! And Dr. David Banner is just still trying to be like, okay, you don't want to do this. You don't want to make me angry. Please do not make me angry. And everybody watching this is like, dude, just do what he says. Do not make him angry. Please don't make him angry. Or else this happens! It's like, Donald and Thor are watching David Hulk out. I've had these jeans for two years! Oh! Oh no, we're gonna have a battle! And, and Thor's like, a battle! Yes! And Donald Blake is like, a battle! No! No, don't do this! Oh, he smashed... Thor smashed the Hulk in the stomach with the hammer! But no, Hulk's back up. And oh, oh! 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 Smash! Oh, smash! Oh, he just, he just body slammed Thor! Oh! <laughs> oh, this is awesome! <laughs> he just pushed a radium generator like it was nothing. Yeah, Thor used his hammer to push the generator like it was nothing. <laughs> and Hulk again's like, oh! <laughs> and Thor's basically, wanna fight? Let's do this! And he throws, throws the hammer at the Hulk. Boom. Hulk smashes one of the servers. 
Oh, but he's back up like, eh. Screw, screw you, I... Thor! No, 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 I'm gonna casually run at you. And, and Don Blake is like, okay, I'm gonna get out of here now. Yeah, oh. it doesn't take a genius to figure out what happens next. Oh, he just threw Hulk through Thor right into the glass. And he's like, ugh. <laughs> and, and Thor's like, nope. I believe that's the police. Yep, that's the police. And Ooh. everybody seems to be noticing there's a green guy that just jumped off the building. Oh, he's jumping off like 10, 15 stories wherever, lands on his feet. And he's like, I'm just going to run away now. And meanwhile, Thor is like, no. Give me the hammer. Give me the hammer. Don's like, nope. Nope. Back of the hammer you go, Thor. And now Hulk's just running away. Looking for something to calm him down. And we're in a back alley now where surprise of all surprises, David Banner has another shirt. Oh, thank heavens. But he does not have another pair of pants because for the last two years he did not bother to buy extras. What wait, what is this? It's the guy from last night. But he's not wearing armor. Huh? He he's like he thanks Odin for his exceptional sense of smell. Okay. He's like, You're the guy from last night. Donald Blake wants to see you. In his metal chariot. His metal chariot. Okay, back of the... You served your purpose. Back of the hammer, you go. Okay, driving scene. They're basically explaining that the paper has gotten wind of everything that happened last night. And they're writing it off as a publicity stunt? A publicity stunt? A publicity stunt. Okay, I guess so. I I mean, it's not at all weird that this... Like, Hammer God and this big green man would be like, oh, okay, this is probably, like, some wacky thing to, like, generate headlines or something. I don't know. Speaking of generating headlines... Oh, the New York Globe. Monster Mash in Los Angeles. I don't know. It's no Daily Bugle. And who's on the phone? It's Jack McGee. Oh, Jack McGee. Oh, son of a bitch. Crazy-ass reporter. He's going to Los Angeles so he can get his story. Meanwhile, the brothers are playing squash. Because that's what you do in the 1980s squash. That was like the thing back in the day, right? Squash. That was squash very- was the yes. That was Everybody very- played well, more racquetball. Okay. Well, racquetball, that was pretty good too. But yeah, this is how business was done over games of racquetball. 
And here's Zach being all fail sunny. Yeah, you lost to Tim Thomerson playing racquetball. Oh, no, squash or whatever. Whatever. Racquetball, squash, same thing. Yeah, and Tim Thomerson's basically, I want that machine, and you're going to get it for me. Yeah, you're going to get me that damn machine, son of a bitch. I'm just going to keep whipping your ass in racquetball. Back at the Institute, it looks like everything that was smashed the night before... Oh, it's fine now. It's fine now. I mean, everything that can be repaired is being repaired. Except for the dashed hopes of one David Banner. That's like, I wish I could tell you everything. I had my hopes set on saying goodbye to the Hulk forever, and now this lunkhead that I brought on... He ruined it! By the way, yeah. He's just like you. Came out of nowhere. Pretty much, yeah. And he's basically explaining, you know, two years. been two years since I last hulked out. Then you came along, destroyed my experiments, and then your friend that lives with the hammer got me angry. You're a jerk, you know that? I'm sure he didn't say it like that. But, but yeah, now the boss has to explain to everybody what happened last night. And meanwhile... A security detail is escorting Mr. McGee around the Institute. And he's like, I think it could explain your monster from last night. I just want to tour the facilities so I can get a better idea of what to tell people. And security detail's like, well, that's fine, except, well, after last night, I think you'll understand that we're not letting just everybody in. Meanwhile, David Banner is walking, and Maggie Shaw is talking to Mr. McGee, and... Oh, no! He just realized! Uh-oh! 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 Hey, look, here's see, some kids skateboarding! The see the, yeah, see, the joke is, Greg is usually the one that says it after I do, and then Susan C. James says it, but here it's reversed. Greg said it first, and then I said it! Okay, there we just saw these two kids skateboarding because you know that's a thing you now do in the late eighties, especially with no shirts on. Oh yeah, that was all the rage. Kids in California skateboarding with no shirts on. And now Don is pacing around in the apartment, and he wants answers. So he figures, let me summon Thor so I can get some answers. Of course, before he gets the answers, Thor wants three things. A man to fight, a woman to sully, and a beer to drink. Really? Those are those three things. He wants a man to beat up, he wants a woman, and he wants a beer. What kind of beer would you give a god of thunder? 
Do they have mead beer? You know, if this was a Chris Hemsworth four, I guarantee you he would love Foster's. Get it? I see what you did there. Australian for beer. <laughs> I've never seen Thor this happy. It's like, because Donald just said, well, stop pincing my back and I'll show you where I can get all three of those things. But first. Oh, he took his helmet off. Yep. Looks more like He-Man than Thor. You want to fight a woman and something to drink? I know where I can get those things. A biker bar. There's the woman. There's the fight. And the beer's inside. Go, 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 go. Yeah! He drinks like a champion. And Don's like, ugh. He also loves like a champion. Hey, look. It's... Hey, hey, Greg, pause it right here. Yeah, hold on. Okay, so you notice the beer sign, right? Yeah, it's a generic beer sign. Yeah, but the sign clearly indicates that it's Michelob. Oh, I get it, because they didn't want to pay Michelob money. They have, yeah, Michelob hasn't discovered that you could uh, copyright symbols yet, apparently. Because when I'm in Los Angeles, I always drink beer. <laughs> beer. Do you drink beer with Crazy Gideon? <laughs> you know, this movie would be ten times awesome if Crazy Gideon was in it. True. Hey, before I change my mind! Just keep the pictures coming. And now here's this fight. Oh, wait, they're going to arm wrestle. They're going to arm, arm wrestle. Like it's Thor's, over- Thor's loving this. Yeah. Well, this is 1988. Over the Top has just come out. Arm wrestling is like the big thing. Yep. I think we're like one or two years away from uh, Punch Your Lights Out from Tiger. So. And he's like, yeah! He's he's dancing with these girls. One of them's got a cowboy hat on. Donald's just like, he's just chilling. Hi. All right, poor. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. You're doing great, Thor. And here's a oh. Ooh. <laughs> Donald Blake getting some action now. Oh. Uh-oh. 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 Oh, Thor knows these guys. Okay. Oh no, they you know, they they're punching. You don't want to do this to the god of thunder. No. He just Blake. he just gives him a simple slap and he pushes him right on the table. And it, Donald's just sitting there like I'm just trying to drink here. I just want to drink my beer. So Thor's out with his new friends, who, by the way, whose ass he thoroughly kicked. Oh, yes, he definitely kicked all their asses. And Thor's like, thanks, man. I really needed this. I really appreciate you. Oh, that was a great time, Donald. Oh, thank you. Ugh. Wait, what? What's happening now? I I have no idea what's happening. 
cue volume. What's going on here? Uh, no, never mind. Forget it. I'm crazy. Uh, we'll, we'll just take a cab. Your questions, Blake. One schooner of beer and I'm wasted. <laughs> I have no constitution. But you, on the other hand, have a hell of a constitution. You're basically a, a good dude, dude. A nice guy who just happens to enjoy pounding you yeah. into oblivion. But does, 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 does that make He's you a, a bad good guy person? who likes no. beating up bad dudes? Little dramatic. I mean, <laughs> punish the bad this people who hurt He's the really, good really extra. Give him fire and brownstone. That's why Odin made you my guide in this place. But it's more than that. You may not be much of a man. Well, hold, you have a what? good brain and a wide heart. Oh, you're also he skilled a as a hero. Not as I like you, Blake. Well, thanks. But only when you're asleep. <laughs> it's a joke. The angry one. The one I fought in there. He told me that. <laughs> it's a joke. It's hilarious. <laughs> it is indeed. It is indeed hilarious. It's not. Well, Mike, I gotta say, hilarity did ensue. Yep. A little bit, yeah. Only after a few, though. It's like, here's the thing. You have to get him good and drunk. And now that he's good and drunk, he is good for anything. Including hailing a taxi, it seems. Oh, it's pretty easy, I guess, to hail a taxi if you're Thor. Which is a good move. Smart move. He's not driving. He's good. And he's had a lot of beer, so okay. Let this be a lesson, kids. It's the 80s. Don't trick and drive. Oh, yeah. Always get a designated driver. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. Friends don't let friends also drive stolen trucks in the middle of the night to the Institute? What? Huh? Oh, look, the Cajun Mafia is back. Oh, here's Charles Napier. Apparently, he was the inside man. No. Well, pretty much managed to uh, repair everything. So, you know, that's good. But, however, something is amiss. All the phones have been knocked out. There's, we got trouble. We got trouble up in here. Oh, no. Charles Napier's going to rob the place. Oh, no. Oh, no. They, oh, gonna... no. He just, he, just, he just swung David Banner over the desk. Oh, that no. No, that's not. Idea. No, don't. Don't do no, this. No good. And Gene, no good. Oh, oh, no. Oh, oh, now, no. Oh, now, oh, no. now he's going to get it. Oh, this poor security oh, no. guard, he doesn't know what's coming. Oh, oh that's the security guard. Oh. Oh, he's in on the whole thing. Oh, he just throws him. No, that was the guy who uh basically took the security guard's disguise. That's what I said, uniform. silly. He stole the uniform. It's like he stole the uniform, and now he's gonna learn how to fly. He was not good at flying. And also not good at running. Oh. 
Look at this guy. Security guards like, huh? Hell did I just? He's like, oh, did I get a concussion? Huh? Am I seeing this big green guy? Huh? uh, What? Hold on, hold on. I think he's calling somebody. Hey, hey, Tom, you're not gonna believe what I just saw. I just saw this big green guy. What? There's a big green guy running and destroying the place. Oh no! Oh, oh, wrong, wrong number. Oh. And now Charles Napier is just scared shitless. Yeah. Hulk just took the door off the hinge. He just threw it out like there's nothing. It's like, oh, I'm going to do this pose again. Oh. <laughs> the car is driving off. And of course. He's got to calm himself down. So where does he go? Back, to the, be- back to the beach house. Oh, oh, the beach house. Beach house. Oh, I'm doggy. Doggy's going to... Doggy. It's a dog. Oh. Oh, oh no. It's like, David? Are you out here? <sighs> I don't know if he's hiding or if he's transforming or a little bit of both. Yeah, it's both. Oh. And he's looking at Maggie like, uh, okay, Mm -hmm. so this happened. But we don't get into that right now because we're in a foundry in nearby Ontario, California, which is actually, what, half-hour flight from Los Angeles? If I'm not mistaken. Something like that. And the Cajun Mafia is like, I want that machine, man. I want that machine, man. It's like, I need that machine so I can sell it to the highest bidder so I can pay my rent. Pay my rent. Do you hear what I said, Mike? Pay the rent. I want to see rent. I want to see rent. Because <laughs> you have to understand, these are bad guys. These are bad dudes. Bad dudes. Oh, shot of a wave. And uh, Davis tried to explain what happened last night. Not very well, I bet. No, not very well at all. But basically, Maggie Shaw is the key to this whole thing, at least according to the Cajun Mafia. And by the way, they stole a helicopter, kidnapped the sheriff, Okay, they kidnapped several sheriffs. How about that? How many sheriffs in California are going to freaking steal their clothes? Here comes Don, just as Maggie Blake is getting tranquilized. Everybody's firing trank darts. One hits David. Oh. Uh, I think you know what happens next. Meanwhile, Don's like, it's showtime, Synergy! And Thor's running in the water, like, with his hammer, like, ah! And then up! He pulled, it's like he was able to pull the dart out, but not before that happened. Yeah, David's now the Hulk again. And Thor's running. Oh, look at these four saps. He just tackled all three of them. At once. And then he gave him a headbutt. And then smashed him. It's like, I'm going to use this. Now the Hulk's using a coffee table as a shield because aside from being incredibly angry and incredibly strong and damn near invulnerable, 
he still has a bit of Dr. Banner's brain. Unfortunately, oh. he also has a trank dart in him. Oh. That's not good. No. But Thor, by the way, still fighting off the fake sheriffs and loving every minute of it. Thor's tried to explain to the Hulk what just happened. And Oh, they gotta and, take this helicopter down. Yeah, that seems that seems like a perfectly legitimate plan. That no that'll work. Meanwhile, Maggie is still drifting in and out of lucidity. And at this point, the helicopter is just carrying our two behemoths here. Yeah. And they're, they're down. And they're, they're cursing. Oh, the helicopter. Oh, Whoa! curse you, helicopter. <laughs> Greg's playing the role of Thor, and I'm obviously playing the role of the Hulk. Okay. And here's Mr. McGee again. Oh, trying to explain to anyone who will listen that they have uh, he has 12 witnesses that say that there was a green monster coming out of this house today 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 and the sheriff's like look i don't know what you're on but i do not get paid enough to listen to you Here's my guy. I don't want to hear any of this crap. And apparently neither does his superior at the New York Globe. But I do like the fact McGee's got a car phone. Because, you know, those were very big in the 80s. A phone in your car? What? And now they're pretty much going over everything that's happened so far. Which is... Donald Blake comes into my life and ruins it. Oh, look at Thor. He's coming in with a towel like, hey, guys. (laughs) Jesus Christ, this is going to give me nightmares. He's got nothing but a towel on. What is Well, he needed. Well, he got funky last night. He needs to uh, wash himself. Oh, yeah. Now he realizes, oh, I can just open the door. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. No problem tearing the door off a server, but work in a refrigerator. And he's got beer. Oh, look at that. He's crushing the beer and pouring it into the can. He's not opening the can. He's crushing the can. And here's Mr. McGee. He's looking for David Banyan. Yeah, because remember... Yeah, because remember, he's David Banyan. Because he even and, McGee uh, realizes that's a shitty disguise. It is. But uh, luckily, he's got this guy. Oh. Uh, oh, 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 oh. You, you got to hear this. You got to hear this right here. Okay, hold on a second. What is it that you pound on my door with such insolence? Insolence? No, I, 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 I'm uh, looking for a man who I... You have found one. 
Uh, uh, yeah, but this is a particular man. Oh, I am a particular man. It's named especially uh, about Banyan. those I speak with. Uh, and I do not like your face. A D. You Banyan. look like a rat-tailed Saxon to me, or a thieving Celt. I just came up looking for this Banyan. Well, then you have found him, Mushpine. I am Banyan. Your Banyan. Uh, well, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I, this must be um, another mm. banyan that I'm. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry to have bothered you. H have a nice day. Cool. <laughs> and Thor's like, with this shitty grill on his face, basically saying, Can you believe how easy that was? What a mark. <laughs> and he didn't have to put down his flagon of beer the whole time. <laughs> He did not put down his flagon of beer the whole time. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. The phone's ringing. Hello. This is David Banyan. Yes, I'm I thought Muscles was David Banyan. I understand. Yes. Yes, I have it. May I speak to her, please, just to know that she's... Uh... They wouldn't even let you talk to her. No. Thor's angry. He is. It's that machine of yours. You wouldn't like him when on. he's angry. No. Yeah. Then they would have to have an inside man at Lambert Institute in order to know just how much you're involved. Oh, okay. Yeah. They've given me 24 hours at which time I have to call this number. By then, they expect me to figure out a way of delivering the transponder into their hands. Okay. Are you going to do what they're asking? I can't. You more than most understand what a terrible weapon this transponder could be. David, Maggie understands that also. Hmm. Okay. So what's our next move? Hmm. I have to disassemble everything. Oh! Computer information. And then set up this so-called delivery with these people. And try to free Maggie without anyone getting hurt. We'll free your woman, Banner. I've sworn to Odin on that score. But not without anyone getting hurt. Not this day. Oh, good! Thor is angry! Meanwhile, Zack is... Pretty much saying, I thought you said nobody would get hurt here. Well, that didn't work out well. No, it didn't. And now Zach wants out. But you know what they say about the Cajun Mafia? Oh, yeah. There is no getting out. No, there's no getting out. See, the Cajun Mafia, unlike the Philly Mafia, they're very ruthless. Very ruthless. Yes. They don't, they don't waste their time in cafes sipping on cappuccinos. Yeah, are you insinuating that the Philadelphia Mafia is not ruthless? Well, I know they did take out Joe Girardi, but still. I wouldn't want to mess with Soupy Sales or Buddy Hackett. I'm sorry. Yeah, but let's be honest. Charles Napier and Tim Thomerson... More threatening than uh, Soupy and Buddy. Yep. 
Meanwhile, Thor is getting tired of all this science talk, and he's like, Okay, back of the hammer you go. Ooh. And Dr. Banner is lamenting his perhaps his last chance to find a cure to his little uh, problem. Without this transponder, I've got millions of dollars in useless junk here. And meanwhile, they get a phone call. The Cajun Mafia roughed Zack's face up real nice. Oh, yeah, they roughed his ugly face up real good. Well, good. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and then they shot him. Oh, they shot him. Well, he probably deserved it. He's just staring into space thinking, what did I do? Why did I do this? And with his, perhaps his dying words, he tells David Banner where they can find Maggie Shaw. Okay, so so him and Donald, they go to the uh, place. The Foundry in Ontario. And of course, Don calls upon his best friend. And they come up with a plan. Basically saying, okay, you two take him out from the front. I'll take him out from the rear. We got two in the front. Oh, good. And another five in the back. Oh, even better. And, oh, wait. Oh, God. Big Brother wants revenge. Joshua Lambert wants to take out the Cajun Mafia, his own damn self, in his own damn car, and ain't no doctor gonna get in his way to the point where he smacks He David just Banner. bitch slaps David Banner just like... Bitch slaps him! He bitch slaps him so hard that even Zachary Quinto would be jealous. That's next year, by the way. Oh no, his eyes! Oh, his whole... Like, oh, no, oh. I gotta control it, gotta control it. Nope, nope. too late! Mm. And oh, we're not going anywhere. (laughs) And once again, as he the Hulk takes up the car, he does his pose. Oh, I don't know. Why would he be? Why would? He'd be, Lambert be impressed by his pose. He's probably driving to his death. Probably. (laughs) Nope, he rolls out. Oh, good. But that Mercedes is going to need a whole lot of work done. Yeah, it didn't hit that bad. But oh. And, and, And here comes the five from the office. But that's okay, because guess who, buddy? Oh, and Thor's like, "Yeah, buddy." Oh, make sure hey, shield. Hey, Thor took out a got a brown shield. Does this look like anything? But it's not made out of vibranium, so nope. But I see where you could make that distinction. Hey. It's going to be another 24 years before we get all the gang from the Avengers together, so... Yep. But in the meantime, here, suck hammer! And the swing it, and... 
And here's the pitch. I love it. Look at as we watch this swing right here. How these guys just stand still and like, oh, and boom. They're still in shock. They're like such in shock. They're like, oh. Looks like Andres Jimenez hitting that game winning homer yesterday. Guardians won the Lindor trade. Okay, again, Mike, please stop. Lying to yourself about you winning the Lindor trade. Okay? It's over. Okay? Oh, boy. It's over. Listen, Francisco Lindor is going to be on a winning team for the next maybe five, six years. Okay? Just end it. Okay. Okay. I was just saying he had a very good swing there. Yeah. Like, like I just him in the same game one running home run. Oh, and... Now he's running to uh, first base. Now he's jumping over first base. And Don, not wanting to feel left out, picks up the submachine gun. This is why submachine guns are bad, folks. They have no trigger finger. Actually, they do have a trigger finger. Oh, Donald Blake just totally killed this guy. Yep. This guy's dead. And here comes Tim Thomerson. With a car. No, no, it's Charles Napier in the car. Okay, here comes Charles Napier with a car. And, and Thor's like, the wind up and the pitch. Smash right into the grill. Boom. Boom. Now here's Tim Thomerson with Maggie Shaw at gunpoint. Wait, wait, oh, the Hulk grabs the gun's like, Ugh. Gun's bad. I'm going to smash the gun. Oh. He's like, oh. And the Hulk just touches her face like, oh. But no time. He's got to chase Tim Thomerson. And then, oh. He grabs a- oh, look at this conveniently placed pipe. <laughs> Hey, Tim Thomas, look at this. I'm going to crush the pipe. Ooh. No, you're not. No, you're not. Don't hurt me. Please don't oh. hurt me. Oh, I'm going to put you up here. But here's the thing. Hulk don't roll like that. Oh, you're going to... And Maggie's still like, what is going on? Yeah, I'll put you in that top top, Tim Thomas. Yeah, I'm the Hulk. Ooh. Hi, and Maggie. Donald's like, well... It's a, it's uh it's hard to explain. And here here come the police. Oh no. Time for him to run. And, the, and Thor's like, I'll protect him. She's like, What? Huh? And here comes the and, and Greg, here comes the show image. Run, run, run. They're not really running to anything. They're just running. Yeah, they're just running as the screen fades to black. Yep. And now here's the epilogue where apparently the uh, apartment that David was renting. Oh, it's vacant. Yeah. Oh, there's McGee. McGee's trying to explain the story and is going absolutely nowhere. And I think his boss is pretty much tired of him at this point. Oh, he's tired. He's tired of this shit. Yeah. Fun fact. This is Jack Colvin's 
last appearance as Jack McGee. Okay. That's a fun fact. That's a fun fact. His editor was so pissed. He was like, I'm tired of this crap. You're chasing this random guy everywhere. No, screw that. No, I don't want you anymore. Go work for J. Jonah Jameson, okay? I'm sure he might hire you at the Bugle. Yep. Sadly, uh, Jack Colpin no longer with us. Yeah. Nor ah. is his cell phone. Look at that cell phone he had. Oh, yeah, that's oh. a sweet cell phone. That but is okay. a sweet cell phone indeed. Oh, like Thor's <laughs> running on the beach with a dog. <laughs> Not just any dog. Bruce and Maggie's dog. Yeah, Bruce and Maggie's dog. And here's Don on a spin bike. Don's on a spin bike. And there's like, hey, guys, you want some coffee? And they're like, no, you know what? I think we've got some things we need to take care of. Oh, look at this lady. Like seeing Thor, like, ooh. And Thor's like, I think I like this. I think I like this place you call Earth. Mm. So with that, Thor and Don are off to new adventures because he still has about, what, 72 more good deeds he has to do before he's allowed to enter Valhalla. Sure, something like that. Thor's an alien, Don. Yeah, we know. Basically saying, thanks for your help. That night, Maggie and David share... uh, Dude, are they going to have some breakup sex or something? Oh, I can only hope. Well, obviously, you can't share that on primetime, so... Yeah. Yeah, you know, Maggie's Maggie's heart is broken. David's heart is broken. The and, dog's heart is broken. Oh, the poor dog! And then they're like, "This oh. has to happen." And then, doon 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 doon. Yep, he's walking away. The sad walking away music. Sad walking away music. Yep, look like at. And it continues into the credits. Yep. Where he's, he's looking for a ride, presumably back to the East Coast. He might end up in Hell's Kitchen. Who knows? But. That's another story. With apologies to uh, Pabs and Jenis. And you know what? I remember watching this back in the day on the USA Network. You too? I remember yes. that too. I remember, uh, I think it was 1993. There was uh, all three made for movies. Because this one did really really well uh, in fact if we could do a quick look at the schedule here okay yeah, so so it was on against a they made a made for tv movie two made for tv movies on abc and cbs because this would have been the last sunday in sweeps it looks like and episodes of it's gary shandling show duet the tracy elman show and werewolf and against everything else, everything else just did not stand a chance against the Incredible Hulk. Oh, this got a 22 rating yeah, in a 33 the, share. This, yeah. Yeah, this was the highest rated anything of the night. Oh, I mean, it's Bill Bixby and Lou Ferrigno back in the Incredible Hulk. I mean, come on. That's it's no contest. 
It's no contest. And again, it was, you know what? Aside from that, it was a really good, solid bit of storytelling. And most of that uh, could be attributed to the involvement of one Stan Lee. Because you remember, he was a technical consultant on this film. That's right, he was. But we don't see Stan in a cameo just yet. That'll be like in another TV movie down the line. Soonish, we'll probably do it, but who knows? Who knows? But hey, as I said, this was on the USA Network. And who did they get to do the special opening for the marathon of the Incredible Hulk movies? Who did they get? Bill Bixby and or Lou Ferrigno? No, but oh. even better. How can you be better than Bill Bixby or Lou Ferrigno? Play it, Mike. Bill Bixby is Dr. David Banner, but when the pressure is on, he's a different man. The Incredible Hulk. When an ancient crypt releases Thor, a Viking warrior, the fun really begins. The Incredible Hulk returns. An incredible day with the Hulk. Next on USA. Yet. They got Alan Coulter to do the narration for it. To intro this terrific set of the uh, the return and the trial. So, that's terrific. Uh, you can't go wrong with anything Alan Coulter in USA back in the day. Just can't. Nope. But okay. Let's be completely honest. This isn't the Thor we know from the comics. Let's just be straight honest right now. Not even close. I mean, we have no... We we did make an allusion to Odin having lost an eye. That much... That much is... uh, established uh, as a reference to the comic. Everything else, though, is basically what the original Incredible Hulk series was to the comics, which was a series of passing references, but nothing real, substantial connecting everything. I mean, we saw Thor, we saw his hammer, we saw the armor, which, by the way, was pretty decent for a made-for-TV movie. But aside from that, no connection whatsoever to the comic books. But it wouldn't be the first uh, member of the Marvel Universe that the Hulk would run into on television. But like we said, that's another thing on TV. Well, what are our final thoughts about the return of the Incredible Hulk? I think it was just the right time for that movie to come on because... It's been like five years since... No, sorry. It's been six years since the series was canceled by CBS. And it seems like everybody who was working on it was, you know, there was no half-assing on this movie. They wanted to capture the Incredible Hulk that made television and the television show that made the Incredible Hulk. And they did that. And it was magic throughout and like i said it was a solid bit of storytelling mike thanks for listening everybody 
the hell was that? I have, I have no idea. I literally have nothing to say about this. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I gotta mention, before we do our clothes and everything, I want to once again thank Johnny C for bringing us that Joffrey Chancery the third character for these two episodes to celebrate Thor Love and Thunder. And if you want to listen to Johnny and Joffrey Chancery the third or whatever, hey, Johnny's now got his own podcast feed called the Aqua Cave, where you can listen to all sorts of fun stuff. He's been reviewing like Obi-Wan Kenobi and um Miss Marvel and some of the other shows on Disney Plus. And of course, he does a great recap of Hey Chico, do you remember when Shane McMahon did commentary on Sunday Night Heat? I can't not remember it. Well, he does a recap of every episode Shane McMahon did commentary for Sunday Night Heat in 1998. And oh wait, guys, guys. I think in the second episode of Sunday Night Heat. Shane McMahon actually plugs a promo for Silk Stockings. I'm not joking. That came after Sunday Night Heat in 1998. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Maybe it was the episode David Naughton was in. We don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe but yeah, it was. But yeah, the Aqua Cave fun stuff. But. If you want to listen to all the previous episodes of this podcast, It Was a Thing on TV, you can go to our website, ItWasAThingOnTV.com. You can listen to the 284 episodes prior to this one. And we got all sorts of bonuses, live shows, mini-shows, director's cuts of previous episodes, remasters of previous episodes. And also, if you're on YouTube, don't forget to ring that bell. Where you can stay up to date on future episodes, like the one coming up on Thursday. Well, guys, we're now heading into the All-Star Game, which will be, for some reason, it's in, like, July 19th or July 20th or whatever. I don't know why it's so late this year. And we've got a couple of really good episodes. The first one is obviously this Thursday. Famous poker player Doyle Brinson once said, we don't stop playing because we get old. We get old because we stop playing. An even more famous American, Aaliyah Hutton, said, age ain't nothing but a number. What does this have to do with baseball? You will find out, and so will we, next time, right here on It Was a Thing on TV. For Mike, for Greg, I'm Chico. Thank you for listening. Please be kind to each other. Hey, Mike, take us out again. So I did want to add one little correction. Okay. I mentioned, well, no, I, I don't want letters. I, I mentioned that generations uh, replaced wordplay. It didn't. It replaced Scrabble when it was in the 1230 time slot. After sale, the century got canceled. Scrabble moved up to 10 a.m. And generations took the 1230 time slot. But I was right. It did run for two years, uh, 1989 to 1991. Now we can roar. Roar! <laughs> okay that takes us right up to letter number four letter number four Uh, dear dave uh, how do we know for sure that alan is a natural redhead julie hansen phoenix Ah. 
This is a letter about uh, Alan Coulter, and uh, I don't know for sure that uh, that's his natural hair color, but I, I think it probably is because, I, I mean, uh, on the other hand, I've never seen hair quite that color. It's true. But that doesn't mean anything, and it's kind of personal. Let's just ask him. Sure. Alan, the, the hair color, is that, is that your natural hair color? This most certainly is my natural hair color. Uh-huh. Is, is this supposed to be funny? Well, no, no, I just... This is not funny. I, I do not find this funny at all. Well, you should be in the audience then. <laughs> Sorry. You're going to have to give me a moment, Dave. Wait a minute. Is, oh, no, now what? Oh, here we go. Don't get angry, Alan. Keep it together, Alan. Don't get angry, Alan. Keep it together, Alan. Don't get angry, Alan. Keep it together, Alan. <laughs> Alan starts to go under a transformation similar to Bill Bixby on the original Incredible Hulk show as he clothes Rip apart. We then see Alan painted red all over his body as he's without his shirt. Now Alan comes back on stage getting in front of camera people and possibly Tony Mendez as Dave Lacan with a blank expression on his face. <laughs> Meanwhile Alan goes into the crowd at the Ed Sullivan Theater screaming like the Hulk. That guy is really built, isn't he? <laughs> da, 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 da. Oh. You are like Alan Coulter when you make him angry. Oh my god. <laughs> I love I, I'll tell you, Alan Coulter did not miss many leg days back then. No. No. No, he did not.